Welcome to Stuck in My Mind podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. This episode is presented by Wild CBD. Wild produces the best tasting edibles on the market using real fruit and all natural flavoring with flavors inspired by the Pacific Northwest. High quality ingredients, real fruit and consistent dosing. Wild has become one of the leading cannabis edible producers in the country. Wild's new CBD line currently offers real fruit infused gummies in blackberry, huckleberry, lemon and raspberry and CBD-infused sparkling water in raspberry, lemon, blackberry, and blood orange. Each gummy is dosed with 25 milligrams of CBD and can be purchased in a bottle of 10 or 20. Wild CBD is offering our listeners 30% off their next purchase from wildcbd.com by using the code POD. That's code POD for 30% off your next purchase. Wild CBD products are intended only for use by individuals aged 18 and older. Wild CBD products should only be consumed as directed on the label and should not be used if you are pregnant or breastfeeding. All Wild CBD products are made with ingredients containing zero THC. Consult with a health professional prior to using Wild CBD in combination with any medications or other dietary supplements. And welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E, and I have a very special guest today. He's the host of The Adventures of the Abino Rhino, Matt Gwynn. Welcome to the show, Matt. What's going on, man? How are you this beautiful, fine afternoon? I'm doing great, brother. I am doing great. I cannot complain, man. I, I am blessed. Good. That is good. So yeah, I heard you. Uh, I actually listened to your episode you did with my uh, with my nephew, Poppy J. That was a pretty good yeah. episode, man. That was pretty good, man. Yeah, and that one was actually a little different than than normal for us because we don't really get into the uh, deep introspective uh, mentality of the human mind very often. But uh, your boy Poppy J there's got some some of that knowledge, man. I love talking to people from Brooklyn. Period. Like especially the the people you can tell came from the street in Brooklyn. They uh, uh, they think it's it's so just it's like I just had I had um no I actually had um a, a singer songwriter she's a music producer she's from Brooklyn but she's out in L A now and it, and it was it was a it was just a great she was just trying to explain how she be trying to explain to people how what it is to be from Brooklyn and I'm like there's no explaining this just it's just it, it, you are you just you can't explain that brooklyn swagger sometimes are you hearing that feedback yeah i think i might have to i think it might be mine might be on my end you still hear it no no nope. that's gone gone all right so that's good all gone. right i solved cool. the issue i didn't <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't hearing it in I, my specialty bro i wasn't hearing uh, it but no no it's good <laughs> it's weird man i i pick up on the sound stuff i'm a sound nerd uh yeah i did I, man i like new york period i mean i grew up here in ohio unfortunately i was dragged here against my will i'm originally from west virginia uh but i grew up listening to the east coast hip-hop i remember like the diesel stores and shit that everybody used to shop at back in the day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, I remember whenever you get like rock aware was like $150 for like a t-shirt. Oh yeah. And the, the, but if you got man. it, if you went to Burlington or something and you got it on the sale, you're like, Oh my God. Cause I, I eventually, I eventually moved to Florida. So it was hard to get me being a, being a New York guy. Like, and I had, I had there's certain things I like to wear and certain things I like to rock for me to get gear. That was geared from the east east coast i was like <laughs> it was different whenever I, whenever i was not shopping in new york well we it, like here in ohio we get we're connected in new york relatively well uh through like the entertainment scene fashion all that kind of well ohio's artistic jazz I, listen ohio right now is a hotbed for talented um comedians uh, is, is a lot of comedians <laughs> coming out of ohio right now man 
Man, there's a lot of us. I've I've made the joke quite a few times that like I will do stage time anywhere right now. Uh, I don't care if it's like somebody's dick, and it's not because I'm desperate to do comedy. I mean, I'm I'm going to an open mic tonight. That you know, that's uh, back here in Columbus that every Friday called the Shrunken Head. Uh, it's a wonderful little bar. You know, we do the socially distant shit that you got to wear masks. They're pretty good about it. It's, it's the the whole thing, but uh. Yeah, man, trying to get booked right now for anything, especially something that's going to, like, put even $5 in your pockets, like trying to fuck a whole herd of elephants, man. Like, <laughs> everybody is like, I want to work. I just want to work. I just want to do it. I want to do it. And, you know, it's cool uh, for people because, Jesus, man, there are so many shows. Like, I think there's probably... <sighs> I know probably like 10 or 15 shows that are this week in Columbus, like in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything from, uh, you know, Stuart Huff is going to be at Wiley's comedy club this weekend, banging that out, um, to the open mic. I'm going to be at, be at tonight. You know what I mean? It's, um, yeah. And Dave was doing his stuff, but they, uh, had a potential COVID contact. Oh, so they they had ended up having to cancel the rest of the shows, which I mean, man, it's getting cold here. I was going to start an outdoor show, and then I was like, wait a minute, this is like, <laughs> yeah, I'm in Pennsylvania, I live in PA, it's, and it's, it's like been to be snow. Yeah, it's nah, like I know it's going to come to that shit. I know your weather, your weather is similar to my weather right now because I live in PA yeah, and yeah. and I live in the mountains, and it's kind of it gets kind of chilly now. It's like when I go, especially when I go to work, I go to work about three something in the morning. And oh yeah, I work third shift like yeah. my regular job that I actually get paid yeah. to do. My job uh, at my at my job, it's um I I, but but recently I cannot lie, I have not been working. It's like we have this thing called EO, which is called early out. So I've been I've been I've been my ass off. It's like I go into work and and like it's so slow that they like I just you might as well just turn around and go home. Like yesterday, literally, I walked into the building, and before I even went to clock in, my one of one of my bosses was like, "Yeah, just just turn around, just just turn around. We already know you signed. Just turn around and go." And, and not me. We uh we fucking manufacture headlights for Honda. So, like, uh, no, I, my my job is I work at a casino. So yeah. So oh, okay. Well. It's it's not an it's not an essential job, so it's a nah, job. Well, Don't get it wrong. It's, a, it's an essential. No, let me let me let me correct that shit. Let me correct that again. It is an essential job for people who need work. Yes, it is a job. Yes, I'm not, but it's not something like, especially with what I'm doing now, as far as me trying to put out so um positive content and and trying to. It's um, it's not the most positive place to be in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I stay out of casinos for a fucking reason. I mean, that's just like, a di- man, like, I remember when I first went to Vegas, I think I was, as an adult, I think I was 21 or 22 and uh, we, we, we had a Christmas vacation at the Binion's. And I don't remember like four days. That shit was off the chains fun. Uh, I know I played like Texas Hold'em tournament and did pretty good. Uh, people told me about that. But I mean, like back then, if you were in Vegas and you were chilling at any table or anything in casino, top shelf drinks all day long. As long as you were gambling, they will Get you shitty. And I mean, I was sitting there at penny slots, <laughs> fucking Jack and coking like every 15 <laughs> minutes, just fucking gone. I broke a light in the hotel room, like one of the overhead lights. I don't know how that happened. It was a wild, wild four days. Uh, but Vegas isn't like that anymore. No, like, it's, 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 it's really, it's turned into. Entertainment. They got rid of all the. I mean, there's still places that are like that. I've no, talked no. to locals who are like, "No, I got you next time you come back." But 
for your average run of the mill individual. It's, it's not like it's like how it's not like how you would think it would be like back in the days when it was really. But it's more um, uh, it's like an entertainment capital kind of place now. It's it's more for entertainment now. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, I know a guy who's building a studio out there. You know. Oh uh, yeah. Oh. There's people who are like building entire comedy clubs out there now. Oh, listen, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be it's gonna be huge. Yeah. Uh, Vegas is gonna be huge, especially with um um Jack O'Halloran was on. I had him on recently, and um yeah, he, he yeah that's t- who I was talking about. He, Jack's building a studio yeah. out there, and I mean like, and he's talking about is, he's talking about something like. Where they have lots where they can film movies about being out at sea and stuff. So he's like, they're talking about the tanks and all that are going to be huge. And I'm looking forward to this. Me as a podcaster, I would love for that to happen because that gives me that gives me real reason to go out to Vegas and and do some live shows from out in Vegas. I mean, uh, yo, I've always liked Vegas. It's a weird place. I wouldn't want to live there. I sold shit door to door in Vegas. I don't know how many times. Uh, it's it's a weird, weird place. But to go like hang out for a month and like work or something, like it's super cool. As long as you can bounce, is is, is what yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to live there. Like if you try and stay there for a long period of time. You're going to end up broken and scarred <laughs> and, like, raped in the corner, naked, crying. It's bad. Like, the people no, it's, I've it's, met who, like, have lived there for, like, long periods of time and partake in Vegas are, like, seriously bent. But if you get the fuck out, it's a great spot. Uh, and, you know, it'll be cool. I, I don't want to live there because it's the desert. Me and deserts don't get along. Great. Uh, <laughs> So no, I, I just I just want like like I said I just want things to get to somewhat normal. I'm like I'm looking forward to all these. Con- Listen, I'm looking forward to all these conventions to really go and meet a lot of people. It's like everybody in our network. I want to actually get together with our network and just see what kind of party that would be. <laughs> it would be interesting. It would be it would be fun. I think it would. We're all a weird group. Of people, which <laughs> we're, is cool. We're, we're, we're not. We're like all different. It. We're it's, all different. Yeah, definitely. We're all different, and it's it's. I'd let, Steve's like tried to figure out how me and him have met so many times, and I'm like, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue, and I don't because we met during the height of the pandemic, and I was lit. Like <laughs> one of the things, Ohio. Uh, while I, I left Ohio for like 18 years, I spent 10 years selling shit door to door all across the U.S. I lived in Arkansas for eight years. That's where I met my wife and started my family and shit. Uh, and I moved back to Ohio and they were like liquor stores and the grocery stores. And I was like, what the fuck? Because when I left almost two decades ago, like if you weren't at the ABC store, you weren't getting anything over maybe like two nine beer or some bullshit you know it was like you had to drink hurricane or old e to get like drunk quick uh it, it was it, it was a bad time to drink in ohio uh so when i came back and they had all these you know liquor stores it's like what the fuck this is weird and then the pandemic hits you know like a year after i moved back and they're like, we're not shutting down the liquor stores, but if you're an Alcoholics Anonymous, you can't go. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. that's pretty hardcore for the state where AA started. Just like, <laughs> just stay home, stay drunk. It's cool. So I did. I was like, oh, this whiskey sounds good. Gone two days later. Like, <clears throat> I got to the point where my, w- my wife was like, you need <clears throat> to chill out with the comedy shows. You're doing like six Zoom shows. A day. I don't remember like half of this shit. <laughs> I know a lot of cool people now, though, uh, and that's that's great. No, that's, that's so, you know, said. so no, so I, I guess with, I couldn't drive, so it's cool for me. For me here in PA, um, the liquor stores are run by the by the by the state. 
Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all were trying to come. Oh yeah, we were trying to, to Ohio. We were trying to go to Ohio, liquor, New, New Jersey, New York, anywhere, down. anywhere, any state that was bordering Pennsylvania was being no, raided our, by yeah, Pennsylvania. Our governor was like, Nah, nah, you ain't bringing y'all sickness over here. If <laughs> unless you have an Ohio driver's license, you cannot buy liquor in Ohio. I was like, Oh, that's. Yeah, that's cold hearted. So Michigan was like, y'all can't come here and buy your weed. People were like, oh, it's th- that shit was weird as fuck. This shit was fucking hilarious. I'm dying. I was laughing about that shit. I'm like, damn, it's like, yeah, it was shutting- a, you would you would see people raid New Jersey to just go to the liquor store. And, and, and raid New York is like every bo- every state that bordered Pennsylvania was getting raided. They were like, they're like, eventually they're like, no, y'all got to turn around. We can't sell y'all no liquor. What do you mean? No, no, I'm sorry. So yeah, so and 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 now it, it is still now, man. And still now, it's kind of difficult to like. Um, well, no, Shoprite. I think Shoprite is open. They, their liquor store is open, but it's like. Certain unless you're like in a shop, right, or something like that, like standalone liquor, they're not a lot of them aren't open. I pretty much quit drinking because of the quarantine, so uh, there's that. I mean, I just got crazy again, and I'm just like, nah, I need to not have liver damage at 37 i'm good i drink like whenever i go to like a show and that's pretty much it man like i don't i had i had to chill the fuck out like oh, no, when didn't. there was nothing else to do i'm like jesus i got kids uh i can't can't yeah, do that I, shit man that shit i don't was, i don't i don't drink crazy. like i used to i i kind of cut really cut back so so yeah so i i really, I really I'm, a, I'm not even a social drink even when i go out i probably have one drink well, I get terrified before I go on stage. To be completely honest with you, like absolutely, like gut. Oh, but I deal. I'm I deal with that other ways. Puke. I deal with that other ways. Huh? So. I deal with like with nerves. Uh, well, and stuff. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't drink, but I, I will smoke me a fat one. Oh yeah, well that's all day. <laughs> that doesn't dent what I feel before I get on stage. Like it's a. Uh, it's honestly a feeling I hope I never lose. Like anytime I've ever gone to do something where I'm performing, like uh, is part of what brought me to comedy back whenever I was the salesman. Like whenever I would go to sell something to somebody, I would get like so fucking nervous and ang- and like you can't drink before that. So I'm sitting in people's houses wearing like suits to sell them insurance, and I'm like beads of sweat or like I feel like I'm like Chris Farley fat trying to like <laughs> stop these kids from living in a van down by the river oh, you know man, like, that is that the that for me is the funniest skit that ever shit is how i felt that you know is the like funniest what, skit so i feel like that every time i go to get on stage and like I, it's because i give a fuck so much i'm scared to death and like if I'm getting paid for it, if, if it's just me fucking around, it's just me fucking around. I'm yeah. working on stuff. I don't give a shit. There's no expectation to do well. But if you're giving me money, I don't give a fuck if it's five bucks. Like, I'm so nervous because I've been planning this shit out for, like, weeks for the specific crowd that I think is going to sh- – like, it's so – Nah, I gotta, I gotta take a couple shots of bourbon, have a beer. Mm, it's, it's got to, I have to, I have no choice. I, I, otherwise I can't like, I'm freaking out. I'm hyperventilating and shit. My co-host from my podcast, uh, thinks it's fucking hilarious. He loves to fuck with me whenever he shows up to like my paid events. It's fucking dick. But I mean, it's, just, I can't, I gotta do it. And my wife is like, no, you don't, you don't have to do this. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> but it's, I've talked to a lot of people who feel that way. Just no, a lot of people don't want to admit it, and uh, you know, it's cool. There's the, I have a podcast where I talk about this shit, so it's, you know, uh, this is, I this is well therapy. Listen, I open about it. As listen, possible. this this right here is therapy. This is where I I, I release a lot of things. I, I I get things off my chest here. This is, well, I mean, the, the brand of comedy I do, my wife is like, no one can relate to this shit. And then I'm like, well, they need to listen to my podcast then because they can relate understand. to it. 
<laughs> right. And that's kind of like, uh, that's, that's how I've, the two go together. We don't, uh, even though I spend most of my time trying to talk about whoever I'm talking to, um, cause that's just rude, you know, to be like, come on my show and listen to me talk about myself. Cause I'm cool. Cause I'm really pale. You know, people have been hearing that shit for the entire history of the world. Like we're white. We're cool. No, I mean, I'm really white. That's why I'm cool. Not really. I'm crazy as fuck. That's why I'm cool. Uh, I just happen to be really pale and it's noticeable. So we talk, can talk about that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you know, more it's like people don't understand whenever you're talking about skin cancer and shit. I'm like, no, yes, they do. It's skin cancer. Everybody gets skin cancer. Yeah. I mean, well, I hope they don't get Not it. Everyone but gets it, but no, there's, there's people. Yeah. yeah. They don't understand the risk. Like, you know, burning on a cloudy day. That's weird. That's something that I think people don't think about that happens to people. Uh, you know, the, the duality of the fact that like here in America, people of color get murdered just because cops don't like them. Uh, in Africa, albinos get murdered because they think we're magical creatures. Both of those things are just as ridiculous. Yeah, no. and they both really happen. <laughs> but it, I'm it, not gonna. No, but it's it's just because. But listen, it's, it's like as far as I I personally, to me, it, it to me it's more of um, rich versus poor. Cause the the and, and let me explain why. Cause yeah, all right. It's a, a lot of the stuff that are happening that are being shown right now. Yes, it's you. You see a lot of police brutality on on, on blacks and everything, and and it and it's crazy, and it's and it's really crazy. But it's like it is also. There's also. I've seen some white people get their ass beat by cops, like, and 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 it's because they're just bad cops. I'm saying it's just not that they're racist; they're just bad cops. They're just, yeah, they're they're just not trained properly. It's like you could go to eight weeks and you could become a cop, but it takes you years to become a doctor, years to become a lawyer. You just go to what eight weeks of of police academy training and you're a cop. Like, where, where's the, where, where's where's the real proper? It's like I think you need to go to schooling continuously, and 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 I'm not about defunding. Well, the police. they do, but that also is has become a part of the problem. Like one of the things that they found, uh, not to deviate because I do agree with you. I had I had a retort. But like one of the things they found, like with the Minneapolis Police Department, they had all been to this training where in like the first 30 seconds, the dude basically says, if you even think you feel threatened, just shoot them. And it was a three day conference or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not the training they get from the state is great. The training they voluntarily take tends to be bullshit. But that's a whole separate problem. No, yeah, it's it, it's being portrayed as a race issue because it's a political, it's an election year. Yeah. There's a bunch of other fucked up shit going on. It was a little distraction move uh, and that blew up in the motherfuckers' faces, really, uh, I think. <laughs> I don't think they expected people to go after the money like they did. Yeah, uh, but it's, it's absolutely a poor thing. Like uh, yeah. one of the things I, back whenever the, the the riots were happening and shit, um, a lot of people that I talked to either on my podcast or personally were like, "Man, I just don't agree with the looting and all this other stuff." And I'm like, "Look, you got to realize that for one, poor people, when they have the opportunity to get things that poor people can't have, they're gonna do it." First off, but the, okay, but the crazy thing was because right, I've been poor. Oh, I've no. been that fucking and I, poor. So have I, and so I, so have I. I, I know. I, I feel it. But and they're what, like, yeah, the but thing the thing violence. Crazy, and I'm no, like, no, you, no, 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 no. But the thing no, that drove me crazy that was not even was was the fact that you seen on video right of men in 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 black fatigue right going by certain businesses breaking windows right. 
And protesters are asking him, like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm down for the cause. I'm down for the cause. Like, no, you're Oh, yeah, there were bad actors and shit. Not, but, like, it goes even deeper than this shit. You're not down like, for the cause. <laughs> it's like you're, you're here creating like, you're, 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 I call them agent of chaos. Those are those yeah, right. agents that's of chaos. Yeah, that's their, that's that, their they're, term, they're, right? they're, that's, they're there to really cause chaos. They're there. Like, I see there's videos. But even of, amongst that, there were legitimate people who were just so fucking outraged at what was going on. They're like, fuck it. I'm going to burn the world down. Oh, no. You're, no and and that's, then, you're absolutely right. They are. There was. They, and there was the whole spectrum of everything going on. And people have been shown, like, this small, brief portions of it. Like, I spent a lot of time watching uh, here in Columbus, like, the protests and all that shit. Like, I watched a dude walk up to three sheriffs with a fucking gun on his back, talk to him, right after I watched a whole crowd of motherfuckers get tear gassed. You know what I'm saying? So it's, the whole shit was bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's just nonsense. But people were like, they would, as you tried to talk to people who didn't understand why it was happening, they would move through the progression of the looting, then the violence, then this, then that. And I would eventually just stop them and be like, look, you got to look at the world history of or American history, right? Look at what, what we've done. And they're like, yeah, but nothing like this has ever happened before except for Watts and blah, you know, these race riots in California and this. And I'm like, bullshit. From 1912 to 1922, my own people, the poor people I come from in West Virginia literally fought a war against the coal companies because we wanted to be treated like normal fucking people. Poor white Southerners were like shooting bullets at a business during World War One. So the coal miners, the people who were powering the warships that were fighting the fucking war, were also having to fight these motherfuckers who didn't want to pay us in real money, who wanted us to live in a house that they owned, you know what I'm saying? Our kids were having to work in coal mines to be able to support the family. Like six-year-olds were digging fucking coal. That's literally considered by the United States government the largest insurrection on U.S. soil since the Civil War. And you're going to have a problem with poor-ass people in California looting some shit that the insurance company is going to pay for? Trust me, I know. I was an insurance agent yeah. for two fucking years. Yeah. I learned all that shit. Shit's a fucking racket. Is it necessary? Yes, because fuck shit happens. Your building could have an electrical fire and burn down. You know what I'm saying? A riot could happen, and they could loot your shit. That's what insurance is for. That's why it's so goddamn expensive. Yeah. No. Listen, I listen. I agree with you. It's, it's crazy because it's like, that's where it hurts. It's like, oh, but why do they got to? Because that's where it hurts you the most. Because it hurts y'all more to see this materialistic crap get stolen and, and taken and for way. some dude die on the street. Yes, exactly. To me, to them, like, like people with the Breonna Taylor situation, people were surprised with the, with the why were you surprised? Um their fa her family got a twelve million dollar settlement. So in people's eyes, that's how they're gonna look at it. Like, oh, well, justice was served. Her family got a twelve million dollar settlement. No, it, it wasn't served. It wasn't unless her family's gonna take that twelve million to me. Unless her family's gonna take that twelve million dollars and and build a generational wealth, like build generational wealth for your fa for that for Brianna Taylor's family, like lineage for the rest. Then then you can tell me then. Her sacrifice was, was was whatever, but for the fact that she got her family got twelve million dollars, and this cop and this cop was not charged, and he he was charged he was charged for causing damage to someone else's property. He wasn't even yeah, in charge. The bullet went through the fucking wall. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> he wasn't even charged for the for the killing itself. He was charged for his part in damaging someone else's property. And what's really fucked up is it's written into the law that he actually can't be convicted of that charge because anytime a law enforcement officer uh, is in the act of his duty, any damage he does to personal property, he is not liable for. Okay. So now, so now you're also coming up with the, 
with the fact that they lied to a judge to get this warrant. You you lie to a judge to get this warrant, saying that the post office has been telling you that this person has been receiving packages at the, at, at her house when none of that was true. So you get an illegal warrant. You have an illegal warrant now. It's not valid. It's not valid. You lied to get this warrant. So had you not lied to get this warrant, Brianna Taylor wouldn't be dead. So now, now what? Now, so it's it's crazy that that people are like oh, and but for me and you, that in and of itself is a fucking murder charge. Yeah, you lied. If your negligence causes the death of another individual, that's negligent homicide. I I think it is. You ain't gonna be put to death for it, but you can sure as hell spend the rest of your life in prison for it. But but people oh but oh no but they were just doing their job no they were doing their job illegally because that warrant was not necessary they lied to get that warrant they had the guy actually they had the guy in custody two hours before the the shooting yeah he he even told him I ain't getting shit there no more we ain't talked I don't want shit to do with that bitch because she don't want shit to do with me so it's 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 like yo how do you how do fuck yeah, so so it's like so then you don't expect people to get upset. It's like how do you not people get people to get upset to get upset when you when fuck when fuckery like this is happening when shit is happening like this in plain sight and yet the attorney general who happens to be bitch McConnell's son in law. <laughs> Dude, I, I lived in Kentucky for like a I, year. I call him Bitch McConnell. So I, 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 call, I, I call him Bitch McConnell. He, he's, he is a bitch. Straight bitch. She's a straight up bitch to me, Bitch McConnell. And so you're now, now, you, now you're telling me that it had nothing to do with political, nothing. It's not his, his connect, like just the fact that he had something to do with Mitch McConnell, it, it's like, it just blows my mind. Like, and you're the okay, you're the attorney general, and you don't see nothing wrong with any of these with anything that happened in this case. They did everything by the book. Everything was done by the book. Okay. And now it comes to light that everything wasn't done by the book. And you still don't want to press charges. Okay. Then someone needs to lose their job. Um he needs but that to, won't happen. He needs to lose. He needs to lose his job. The, the attorney general needs to lose his job. Um, the um, the people of uh, Kentucky need to vote Mitch McConnell out of there because he he's a fucking fossil who's stuck on um, those old school mentalities. You know like, what sucks though for Kentucky man is like <laughs> well, they, they got they suck. They got, yeah, Ryan Paul and, and fucking Mitch McConnell. Those well, they got suck. they got Louisville and they got Lexington, right? That is the only place really in Kentucky like where there's diversity. The rest of it is poor ass white people who have been taught for years that the brown is gonna ruin everything, and that's why they're poor is because of them. Like the, I lived there for a year. It has I saw nothing, that shit. It has, it has it's crazy. It has nothing to do with the one percent that owns like ninety nine percent of the country. Is like. Oh no, no no! It definitely does. That's what, <laughs> no, that's I'm, what saying. I'm saying. Like, that's so, what I'm saying. So it's like you would think people would wake up and realize that brown and and, and black are just as broke as you are. <laughs> no, because they they keep them in such like a small portion of the state. The whole rest of the state doesn't have like the uh, uh, Daryl Davis has kind of like shown the 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 principle like this whole principle uh, with the work he's done of converting like Klan members and Nazis yeah. and shit like. He basically proved that the only reason these people are this way is because they've never really interacted with what they don't like. And that's the way most of Kentucky is. It's weird. I watched uh, when I sold shit door to door. You know, we went to a lot of small towns. I've been chased out of towns in the south for being black, even though both of my parents are white. Like you just could not convince these people that an albino could have two white parents like (laughs) 
I've seen that crazy shit happen. But I've also watched like my dude Jimmy, uh, who is a very well-educated man of color. Like me and him have had some amazing conversations, you know, throughout our 20 years of knowing each other. Like I've watched this dude literally slap a guy who dropped the N-word on his own porch, right? Like slap this dude across the face and I walk, walk out of there with the sale because my dude Jimmy took time to like explain why he slapped the shit out of him. He got to know him because Jimmy was like, what the fuck? Bow! Do you not see my... I'm right here in front of you, bro. And they hash it out. Bam. You know what I mean? There was never, it, that only happened like once or twice. It was a fucking fluke. I, probably a spur of the moment shit. But the they made that connection right there because that was the first time that motherfucker had ever even met a black person. His whole perception was what he saw on TV. When that is your whole perception, right? Like what, not what reality is, just what you're fed. Your shit is fucked from the beginning. And that's part of the problem with Kentucky. That's part of the problem with uh, West Virginia. Like, it's really weird. My grandpa is super old on my dad's side. Uh, He fought in Korea and was stationed in Arizona for a really long time. I love the man to death. And he doesn't, he's not aware of it. And if you ever heard me say this, you would probably disown me. So thank God he doesn't know what the fuck a podcast is. Because I've said this a bunch. He is racist as shit against black people. But loves Hispanic people. (laughs) Because when he was stationed in Tucson, Arizona, they went down to Mexico all the time whenever he was younger and in the Air Force. And he hung out with a bunch of Mexicans and drank a lot of fucking alcohol with them. Had a great time. Slept with a lot of Mexican hookers. He will tell you all the stories. He used to smuggle these girls over into America to buy them hot dogs because they couldn't get them down in Mexico. Like, that's how much he likes Hispanic people. But, man, if he sees a black person in his little-ass town in West Virginia, they're going to be gone real quick. The last one we had here was in the 80s, and we ran him out at gunpoint. I've literally heard him say those words. It's all about exposure, man. That's, uh, you know, yeah, I hate and, to plug and, my podcast again on your show, but that's part of what my show is. Well, this it's is like why you're here, man. You're here to plug your show, man. People. You're here to plug your and, show. And and that's from what I get. The point of your show is can show people connections. Like, yeah, I have this I, shit doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, we just people. I get, I talk, I get a lot, like. My point, my point of my show is I can conversate with anybody. I can conversate with anyone and everyone, be it and white, the point. black, brown. It, it doesn't matter People to me. People need to see that shit. I just want to have good conversation. Like, yeah, I just want to have a great conversation and, and build. People need to see that shit. Of course. I've One of the coolest conversations I've ever had with somebody was a dude who's like this like financial guy. You know, like he does stocks and bonds and all that shit for people uh, over in Paris. Yeah, But instead of him being like what you would expect that person to be, he lives in a van with two birds. <laughs> you would think he would live in yeah. a big mansion. and, and... Nah, he, he's got a van, a really nice van that's covered in TV monitors on the inside. And uh, he's got a sailboat. That's it. Some people like to live the minimal life. He just wants to travel and kick it with some birds, man. Like you don't give up. Listen, if you can do it, then then why not? Like if you if that exactly if that's what you want and and that's what you can do, why not do it? Do it. And there are so many people out there who are just doing cool shit, just living their life, and people don't think any of this shit is even possible. It's like, yo, just talk to your neighbor. If you talk to people, you will find out what's possible. I found that I found my passion. This is this is what I love to do. It's like I had I didn't like I'm I'm 44 years old, right? So for 43 of these years, I've been walking this earth not knowing what I was passionate about, not knowing because I had these things I love. I love baseball. I love football. I I love playing sports. Uh, There's things I love, yes, but it was nothing I was never ever really passionate. But there's nothing I can really say. Oh, I love that's this is what I this is what I'm what I was meant to do. 
this is what I've been meant to do. It's like this right here is what I've been meant to do. Honestly, this is what I feel inside, and 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 it, and it shows every time I get on this mic. It, from 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 when I first started, the little five minute conversation me and Poppy had, to this conversation right now, it it I've grown so much, and, and I've the and it's just because I'm feeling so more and more comfortable doing it, and it's something that I don't see myself stopping. I, I continuously want to get better. I'm, I'm trying. I'm taking on as many courses and on 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 producing and editing and all these other stuff but that's because i want to learn i want to grow and develop it and get and and i feel that i can become one of the best out there that's me that's just me that's the drive in me well you gotta have that in order to do any of this kind of shit it's like uh i mean that's kind of a lot of why i became a comic i mean the podcast is just because i like to talk and I don't like to hear myself talk, but I like to talk, uh, which is weird. Uh, but I mean, I, you know, I was this door to door salesman. I sold magazines for like 10 years, man, all over the country. Uh, I was one of those fuckers that would like knock on your door and be like, yo, I'm trying to go to Europe, buy this maximum subscription. Uh, nobody wants to pay for that shit, especially like two years of it for 55 bucks. Like no one wants that we all know you can go to the grocery store and you can get that shit for like 25 cents for like 10 fucking years. Cause they just want you to look at the ads. That's all. It's all a fucking magazine is. Well, I, you know, I thought that what I enjoyed the most out of that 10 years, because that was the first 10 years I had been sober and fucking since I was a kid. Right. Uh, I thought I liked the money and the hustle and all that shit. I was like, man, it's like all this stuff makes me feel like I'm on drugs again. And I'm making the money I was making on drugs, you know, and I, it's, it's the same shit. And whenever it was time to settle down, you know, that's what I did. I became a professional salesman. I managed AT&T stores and shit. Uh, I was an insurance guy. And then I was like, none of this shit is making me happy at all. Like none of it. I don't even give a fuck about the money. Like I'm just stressed out. I'm going to have a heart attack. Like this is bullshit. Fuck all of this. Uh, and that's why I became a comic. So I'm like, I just what it, it took me two years to figure out that the one part of selling magazines that I really loved other than the people I worked with, uh, cause we lived together year round pretty much. Um, I was making people laugh, dude. Cause that was the only way you were selling that shit. You have 30 seconds to get somebody to fucking laugh before they slam the door in your face. Oh, yeah. You get someone to laugh. You get someone to laugh or crack a smile, and, and they, they feel you. They, they'll, they'll buy it quickly. Like, oh, man, you know what? You're not a bad guy. Let me see what you got there to sell. Yeah, it's like, and so now whenever people are like, how long have you been a comic? Uh, really since, like, January, the way comedians look at it. But I also spent 10 years selling magazines. Uh, the way I try and explain it to people, because people want to discount that 10 years, is like, if you ever see the guy on YouTube uh, who sells cleaner door-to-door, -door, yeah, that's the shit we did. Like, you just go door-to-door -door and fuck around and hustle with people and talk shit. And ha that's what comedians do. I was a door to door comedian. I didn't sell magazines. People just bought them shits. Cause they thought I was cool. Like that's why you go to comedy shows. Cause you think this guy's fucking funny and you want to pay him money to be funny. Like we always said we were entertainers. I never made the connection. I even had people say you should be a comic. It just, it never clicked. Um, I think a lot of that was me not wanting to get back into the entertainment industry because the, I was a DJ for a while. And, uh, yeah, the drugs are rampant. Uh, I, this is, this is my, this is my, this is my first forte into the entertainment business. Um, I, um, I never didn't DJ that wasn't into me. Well, I love music, but I've, I've, Never aspired to be a rapper. I've never aspired to be a musician. And but it's like, for some reason, my voice is made for this. So 
Man, fuck it, man. Hey, look, if you're passionate about it, there's no reason not to do it. That's the whole point of a podcast. Listen, Nobody I, should ever do this shit to make money because it ain't going to happen for a long time unless you're like the golden mouth child that just talks gold, you know? Uh, it, you have to do this shit because you're passionate about whatever it is that you're talking about. I'm loving this. This is just the fact suck. Just the fact that I get to meet people and and talk and and make some make great connections cuz I I've made some great connections. I've made some some connections and 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 stuff that when when I it gives me reason to travel the country like like I I've met people in Cali that I want to go visit and 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 chill. I've met people in Arizona I want to go link up with it and, and do some stuff when I'm out there. Uh, there's people in Ohio, you, Don Smith, or, or that that bunch over there in Ohio that that's that's killing it. I want to go there and and hang out and and so for me it, it's just been it's been great. It's it's just been it's been unex, it's unexpected the at the at the at the rate is going actually. It's like I didn't expect it to take off as as fast as it's taken off that was the letting go part i think was one of the hardest things for me to really accept about it because i could never really uh a lot of the roadblock for me from getting back into this field was knowing that it's a lot of fucking work and you really don't make any fucking money for a long fucking time. <laughs> like, and literally rare. One in a million people, like, explode into the entertainment industry and make shitloads of money from day one, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a hustle, man. It's but, a hustle. And I just couldn't let go of the fact that I'm going to have to devote, like, a part of my time to making money and a part of my time to doing this, but this is going to take up pretty much all of my fucking time. You know, I, I just didn't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't do it. I have no fucking clue in retrospect. I don't even really care. I'm here now doing it. And I'm like, I'm not going to fucking quit. And whenever I started, I looked at my wife, I was like, so I want to do this. I don't intend to do it for money. I don't, I just want to do it. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not going to, I just, I'm not going to have any control over it. I'm just going to let whatever happens happens. And, uh, I'm not going to expect it to ever be anything. And she was like, yeah, bullshit. You're going to fucking go crazy with it. And I'm like, no, seriously, no, I'm not. And at first I didn't. And then the pandemic hit and I'm like, now what the fuck do I do? <laughs> no, it, it... <laughs> but that's, that's what made, that's what made me like, I had been wanting, I had been, I had my podcasting equipment since March of 2019, right? And I just fiddled around with it, just started messing with it. And it took the pandemic to hit, and me and Poppy had been talking, me and Poppy J had been talking and this bullshit. I had my mixer in front of me, I had my laptop, I had him on the phone, I had the setup and everything, and I was like, you know what? Record. And I hit record, and I held the phone. I keep t I tell you right the story. I held the phone to the mic, and and Poppy would talk on talk on the phone on the phone, and I held the phone to the mic, and that's how we recorded the first episode we did. And and it it was it. So we just redid the reintroduction, and we kept the first five minutes. That's what the episode was was five minutes long. Kept the first five minutes as the opening, whatever. And then added another thirty something more minutes of content with the intro and the outro, and 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 it it, it felt good because it was like I want y'all to see where where we started at, and we started towards the end of March, and where we started at, where we didn't I didn't have no intro, just just recorded and just talked and. To where we at now with intros and both of us doing um, pretty good shows, and, and it's just it's now him launching his uh his merch stuff and all that. So it, it's been it's been great, man. It's been real good seeing the transformation. That's good. 
Yeah, I started before the pandemic, but I mean, I was just, it was just something I did once a week. I'd talk to somebody, record, you know what I mean? Record that shit, put it out. That was it. You know, it wasn't anything I was trying to do super intense. Uh, I think my, my intro at the very beginning was like this crazy amalgamation of just like random internet clips that I had found, like Christopher Lloyd yelling, don't touch my penis, and some dude getting scissors stuck in his arm. Like, it was just all this random ass shit. Uh, but I mean, it, it morphed into what it is now during the pandemic. And I don't even really know what the fuck it is now, to be honest <laughs> with you. I just talk to people. So whatever happens, happens. Um, and I, and I'm an unfiltered person. So really literally whatever happens, happens. Uh, yeah. No, it's like, it's a good time. I don't, I, I don't, dig it. yeah, I don't, I don't like people like, Oh, you need to script your show. Like, no, because that's not how I am. I I like my show to be organic and, and have a good time and just we talk about like Yeah, a lot it, of people like, call that lazy. I don't think they understand the uh the mental uh workout it is to sit and talk to someone that you've never met before. Never had a conversation had, with like, yeah. maybe no, had no, just a, a couple interactions. interactions. Yeah, yeah, a couple interactions. Yeah, None nothing serious where you really and to sit there and talk to somebody for a fucking hour, you're just like, but at the end of it, you're like, huh. And there have been days where I've recorded like four episodes in a row. And then by the end of those, like that four hour block, you're just like, uh huh. I'm so done. And just, why? It, it, people just don't get it, man. It's, oh, it's no. the effort. But no, no, it's there, cool. there's, there's been days it's where I've beautiful. recorded, I've recorded, and I've been, I've been drained. It's like I've recorded and I've, I recorded like four episodes back to it. I'm like, oh, I'm tired. But then you get those conversations where you talk for like an hour and, and it seems like, and then next you know, you're like almost on two hours and you're like, what the hell just happened? Like, where the hell did this the time fly? And those are the conversations that I, I enjoy so much because it's like, you don't know where 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 it's, where where it came from. Like, where did all these like topics and all these and it, it just it just happened that you and that person just connected and and had a great conversation and and created some good good content. That's the joy of the podcasting world, and we don't have to answer to nobody. It's oh, all no. ours. Yeah, I don't have it's a fucking boss. beautiful. Well, I, I have a boss, but. Yeah, well, we're married. all married. Yes. You know, if you're married, you have a boss. Have Everybody's a boss, got yes. a boss if you're married. I have a boss, yeah. yes. But that's all right. Well, brother, I got a hard out because I actually, uh, you know, like I said, I got a show to be at. <laughs> but this has been fucking great, man. No, listen, it's, like, it's, it's always a pleasure I, to have. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to have one of my one of my S and J Network brothers on the show, man. It's. And it's we'll good. have to uh we'll have well, it's to, my turn to, to be on your show on the adventure. Yeah, the adventure of the uh, Bonnie Rhino, yes. Yes, sir. Uh definitely to continue the conversation. Who the fuck knows what we'll talk about over there? But Who knows? Uh, yeah. you know. But I'll we'll, plug we'll, away. We'll I need it happen. Let them let them know where they can find you at. Well, yeah, we're the easiest way really to find me to find everything because you know there's the youtube the, all the fucking podcast places you i think we're on amazon music now yeah uh then all that insanity um it's just we our our central hub is www.albinorhino.me pretty easy i don't know how i lucked out getting that fucking email that website address but that shit's perfect because I'm the albino rhino. I just, man, I, I'm not going to lie. Like whenever I thought of that, I was in the shower and I was like, ah, uh, what the fuck am I going to call all this bullshit? Albino, <laughs> right? Why not? Fuck it. I got a horn. I'm a dude. Uh, you know, and, and that's, that's kind of, you know, but the website, albino rhino.me, that's where that's the, the, it's got links to all of it. Uh, you know, whenever I actually get booked for stuff, because um, I really haven't even had time to fuck with all that lately. It's just been crazy. Uh, uh, I think I got a show on October 29th in Jackson, Ohio, I think. Pretty sure. 601 Stock Room. Yeah, all that shit's on the website, though. Uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all that bullshit. It's all out there. 
we're 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 fucking spread. <laughs> uh, I think I even have a Twitter. Yeah, I have yeah, Twitter. I do. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't have yeah, many dude, followers on Twitter, but I have a Twitter. My, I'm, well, I'm, the I'm, only I'm, thing I use Twitter for is Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely love his Twitter account. I think it's fucking hilarious. And and what really got my attention, and this is like literally the only thing I use Twitter for, was uh, he randomly tweets just like Law and Order. So after seeing like three or four of them, I'm like, why are you just like tweeting out the name of a TV show that's like 22 years <laughs> fucking years old? Like, what well, this should ma- makes no sense. Like, we all know the show exists. Why? Why are you reminding people? Yeah. And then the next time I was like, so do you really like this show? Like, are you are you excited that you're watching an episode <laughs> of it right now? It's probably on four different channels at as t- we speak. So it's like moment, I've yeah. just basically been fucking with Donald Trump over this one tweet for like three months. Well, I'm I'm sure I'm sure the Secret Service are like um they they've they've done their research already. Yeah, man, I've probably been on a list for so long. I don't even care. I don't even fucking care. But I appreciate you having me on. We will uh, definitely get you on my show. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Uh, but yeah, dude, thanks. I appreciate it. Oh no, thanks for being on the show, man. So, listen, these I I enjoy, like I said, I enjoy every conversation I have. Now, now, if my listeners enjoyed it, that's that's different. <laughs> that's different. But I, I'm, hope, I'm hoping. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping they did. Though. I'm hoping they did. I hope they got something out of the show. I hope so. Appreciate uh, you being on, brother. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. You uh, you kill it tonight, man. Break what is it? Break a leg? Well, I hope not. I got fucked up knees. I'm actually going through <laughs> physical therapy for. So let's not let's not. So let's not let's break not a leg. Let's uh just good. Just have a. Just kill I, it. I, just kill him. Just kill it. Just kill the show, man. Cool. So how do how do you how do you end your stuff, man? Do I just like hit the X button and disappear and let oh, you finish, or, yeah, or you, how's you, this work? Yes, you have a great day. Peace out. I will close it out. I greatly appreciate you, sir, and uh, you enjoy the rest of your day as well. Oh, well, I'm about to order some Chinese food. All right, that was the I, albino rhino. Yes, the albino rhino was in the building. Matt Gwynn, I appreciate you coming on, brother. It was a pleasure having you on. And um, you know how it goes. Let me take a quick break, and I'll be right back. Howdy. It's Matt Gwynn here, popping in to let you know about the adventures of the albino rhino. It's a show. Uh, Frank the Giraffe here, my host James Godwin, and myself put on for you guys twice a week. Uh, every Wednesday, we talk to a comedian. and Every Friday, we call it Freaky Friday. The show itself is not safe for work, and that freak is definitely a different word. I just don't know what podcast you're going to be listening to this promo on, and I don't want to, uh, you know, start screaming explicatives while you're sitting in your office. If you're lucky enough to have been able to go back to the work that you did before inside of an office or whatever, you know, but we go on a, an adventure twice a week, and it's a good time. Cause we get to sit down and talk to some really cool people. Uh, and I enjoy it cause you know, I'm just curious little albino who, uh, likes to get to know folks, you know, you can find us a couple ways, actually multiple ways, really, man, there's a lot of different ways to find us. You can find us through our central hub, which is www.albinorhino.me. It's the website find me on. And then, you know, the podcast, you can find the videos on YouTube. Search for Adventures of the Albino Rhino, also linkable from our website. You can also find us through Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Radio Public, and Spotify. That's right. We're on the same place Joe Rogan is. Granted, we're not we're not the Joe Rogan experience, but you know what I mean? We're there. We're there. So give us a listen. Promise you won't be promise you won't be dissatisfied. And enjoy your day. All right, welcome back. And now it's time for shout outs. Big shout out to Rockabella Brand Vodka and to the Wise Guy Shows. Guys, thank you. And uh, Cheryl, thank you for coming on the show this past week. Big shout out to my man, Steve Joyner from the Steve Joyner Network. Steve, you're always hooking me up with some of the best people, man. Appreciate it, brother. Big shout out to my man, Jesus Paz from the Screaming Chewy Show. Big shout out to my girl, Brandy J. Big shout out to Talking Real 1000, Poppy J and King Sace. 
big shout out to my wife, Fina. Love you, baby. And big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless you. Be safe. You know how I do it. Wise is out. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at wise underscore B underscore blunt. Instagram at wise underscore B underscore blunt. And a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash wise76. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.